Aloha, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Welcome to The Body Show. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but none of, we, none of what we discuss replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. Have you ever noticed that there are some folks out there who think that swelling gets better with taking some water pills? And sometimes if your legs swell or you've had previous cancer treatments and maybe your arm swells, it just kind of goes down on its own. But other times it doesn't. Well, today we are going to be talking about lymphedema. What is it? And how is my friend Ellie Tanswell, the lymph lady, Hawaii? <laughs> and how did she get such a designation? So here with me in the studio is my friend, and you've been on before talking about this, Ellie Tanswell. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. It's an honor to be here again. You're the lymph lady. Apparently so. Lymph Lady Hawaii. Lymph Lady Hawaii. Now, a lot of people don't understand what lymphedema is. You know, I'll see patients in the office and their legs are swollen and their feet are puffy and they think, oh, this is just because I sit down all day and I just need to elevate my legs. It goes away. Can I have some water pills so that I don't have to experience this all the time? And there's a lot of misunderstanding about what is lymphedema. And why do you get it? And why is this something that is a real significant problem in the community, not just men or women, both? And it has traverses all different sorts of, of medical conditions. But what is it? What's lymph? And why does it get swollen? Well, um, we all have a lymphatic system. It's made up of lymphatic vessels. It runs throughout our bodies, just like our regular circulatory system. So everywhere you have your arteries and veins, you also have another system, an amazing, fascinating system called the lymphatics. And those vessels all connect up, run through our body, back to the heart, and they run through filtering systems. And basically, the whole system is like a waste disposal. So if you can imagine, what it's going to do is clear our bodies of all the bad guys. It helps fight infections with our immunity, providing white cells to go out and kill the and destroy the bacterias and viruses. Um, it also helps enormously with fluid balance. So if your lymphatic system isn't working, you're going to have a problem with fluid balance. Things can get backed up. So not only will you have a swelling, perhaps, but that swelling could contain all the yucky stuff, things that should have drained bacteria, viruses, leaving you more open to get infections in that swelling. So what would be a common location where someone might get this type of swelling? Well, you know, um, lymphedema is very difficult because it runs alongside many diseases and it goes unnoticed. That's some of the problem. And scientists today, researchers have decided that anyone that has a swelling of more than three months and it hasn't gone away by natural reasons probably has a lymphatic deficiency. So by that we mean if your legs have swollen up, both of them, if one leg has swollen up, your arm, your neck, pretty much anywhere in your body and it hasn't gone away, something's going on with your lymphatic system because it does actually deal with most of the body fluids, collecting it from the tissues and returning it to the heart. So are there any tests that a doctor would do or that you would do that would help to distinguish between a lymphatic issue versus this is a vein issue? 
Yes, so obviously if it's in your legs and you have poor venous return, um, when you go to see your venous doctor, he will do CT scans and able to see that happening. Um, But if the swelling doesn't um, go away when you wear your compression stockings, if it's not really clearing for any reason and getting worse, um, then there's probably an underlying uh, lymphedema, lymphatic disorder. So you could have both. You could have yes. varicose veins and you could also have lymphedema. Yes. And or you could have something else going on that could manifest as this. So let's say you are diagnosed with lymphedema. We've talked about compression. That tends to be helpful for folks. Do they ever get better with, with just using compression? Can you cure lymphedema or is it a lifelong problem? Well, if you remember, in our last talk, we talked about the different stages. So stage zero is when you can't see it, but you do know you're at risk. You've had some kind of lymphatic insult, maybe a surgery, radiation. You know that one day that may develop. Um, Stage one is when there's a swelling that comes and goes. So that's very early on. And yes, if we catch it early, maybe some simple compression, um, elevation may completely... um, cure it and reverse it. Now, when it gets into stage two and it's not going down on its own, um, even if you elevate your legs, nothing's helping. um, It's just staying there. Um, That's when we get into more trouble and you probably will need to go into the clinic to get the intensive therapy, which is manual drainage, compression, um, talk to an expert about skin care and also learn how to do your self-care exercises. So let's talk about stage zero. You said there's an insult. So that insult could be radiation. I know that there's always a concern about lymphedema after women have lymph nodes removed mm-hmm. uh, with, the, with the diagnosis of breast cancer. So previously, all the lymph nodes used to be removed. Now they do sentinel nodes, so they take a smaller number because I think we recognize taking out all those lymph nodes actually could potentially cause problems particularly if they're all negative, you know, so now we've interrupted that lymph drainage system. In that type of situation when there is an insult and there's either radiation or surgery, I often hear from patients that they're told to proactively wear compression to make sure they don't get lymphedema. So that would be the stage zero. There's an insult, but they don't have any swelling yet. Right. So we know that there's been some kind of damage. And as I say, being vigilant and knowing what to look for is really key. Because if you haven't been told about lymphedema, how how are you going to recognize it? And I think that's why people come to us quite angry and upset. You know, they ne- they were never told that this may happen. And it wasn't until they got an infection in their arm, maybe five years later, 10 years later, even, you know, they didn't put two and together that that was due to having those lymph nodes removed or that radiation. So now we see that there's a little bit less of the aggressiveness with taking the lymph the lymph nodes out because we found ways that we can target which ones need to be removed. Have you seen in your practice fewer patients developing such severe stage two or beyond lymphedema as a result of better surgical techniques? And I don't mean techniques as much as I mean the idea that we can limit and target our and be more surgically precise about which lymph nodes we remove. Certainly. Yes, there must be. Because when my mother trained, she always reminded me, she's a nurse, you know, they ripped everything out in those radical mastectomies. And you would get lymphedema. 
Um, but, you know, even just a lymph node biopsy when they put the needle in, um, even that puts you at a risk between 5 and 17%. One day you may develop lymphedema and not really, you know, put that two and two together. So um, I still do see people, even though they've had a few lymph nodes or none removed, still get um, problems. And it's, it is the number one complaint from breast cancer survivors. They are still getting lymphedema. And I think probably more due to the radiation. All right, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. You're listening to The Body Show. When we come back, we're going to continue our discussion on lymphedema. What is it? How do you treat it? And how would you know if you have it? We'll be right back. Stay with us. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and today I'm talking with Louise Chanswell. She is a nurse who specializes in lymphedema, and she's known as the Lymph Lady Hawaii. And we're talking about what are the causes of lymphedema, how do you know you have it, and how can you get this diagnosed and treated? Now, right before the break, we were talking about breast cancer patients. Very often they have radiation to the area. That's supposed to help reduce the risk of recurrence, treat the primary breast cancer that's there, prevent any recurrence in any nearby location. And it's part of a medical requirement, you know, that you that you treat it in such a way that you don't want the cancer to return. But you mentioned that puts somebody at risk for lymphedema. And it may be something that doesn't manifest until, you know, years later with an infection of some type. Why would somebody have an infection and, and how would lymphedema make them at risk for that? Well, if you remember, you know, the lymphatic system clears our bodies of all the bacteria, um, viruses, cancer cells, everything. It gets rid of everything. Um, So if you have a blockage, even if you can't see it on the surface, if you imagine a blocked river, um, you know, underneath there may be um, layers of debris, sediment developing, um, and that is probably caused by proteins that are left behind with a damaged lymphatic system. So underneath the surface, even though you don't have a swelling yet, all those things are building up. And as they build up um, and the bacteria starts to collect, it becomes a breeding ground. So these people, even if they just get a slight nick or even a micro abrasion from dry skin, boom, suddenly they've got full scale um cellulitis or infection and they end up you know in the hospital with serious infections again if you have venous disease and all of a sudden you get a venous ulcer if you have lymphedema in that leg on top of things that ulcer is probably not going to heal you know our vascular teams and our wound teams are now finding out we have to get the swelling down because it contains all of those contaminants so how do you get swelling down well, it is a process. It isn't a cookie size fits all. We have to really look at the individual and make an indiv- individual plan. When it first occurs, we get patients into the clinics so that they can get coverage and don't have to pay for these services. So that's fully covered um, no matter 
what the reason. The therapists who are physical therapists and occupational therapists, they'll do an evaluation. And if, if they see you are eligible for the treatment, you'll go in and probably get three to four weeks of PT allowances to cover for that. The problem is um, when that initial intensive phase is finished, a lot of patients will need to follow up the rest of their life, like any chronic disease. And unfortunately, there is no other clinic out there in Hawaii and most areas in the world to help these people manage on a long-term basis. You know, also on top of this, you have to pay for things yourself now and nobody can afford the garments. And what's really uh, disturbing is that these are the essential things needed to manage this disease. Just like if you had diabetes, you got to take your medicine to manage it. And there is no cure for lymphedema. There is no pill. There, there are some hopeful treatments coming up on the mainland, but still, um, there's, there's nothing. You have to manage it. So let's talk about the garments you mentioned. Compression stockings are something that people may have heard of. You know, for a while they sold this travel sock that you could get at Long's so that you could wear those when you were going on a plane ride. Now, this is not a lot of compression, but for some folks on plane rides, this would help them. But when we talk garments, when we talk compression, we're not talking the kind of stuff you're going to purchase at Long's. Right, right. So these people need what we call a medical-grade garment, which needs to be a prescription from a doctor. And we highly recommend that if you're given a prescription, you don't just go to the website and order what you think looks good. Maybe a pretty colorful one (laughs) catches your eye. It's not necessarily going to be the right one because not all compression is made alike. And unfortunately, in America, none of them are FDA approved. Um, The regulations do vary with each company. Some of the really good high-quality companies do their own regulatory um, inspections. And so it's always preferable to find a professional fitter that can recommend the right garment for you because you have to be able to get that garment on and off. And that's where another problem occurs because a lot of people can't bend down to touch their toes, let alone, um, you know, put a tight stocking on. And I think everybody knows about those white stockings you have to wear in the hospital, those TED stockings. The nurses have to fight to put those on. Well, your compression garment is even tighter. And they do have special appliances that you can purchase, like a slippery sleeve. And it goes on fairly easily once you know how. So one of the barriers would be someone who's told to wear compression trying to put it on themselves. But as you mentioned uh, is there Are there other options like Velcro? I mean, does it always have to be like a very tight, for I could picture for your arm, a sleeve, or for your legs, like a sock? Is there is there some way that makes it easier? Do they have some with zippers? Right. So, um, you know, we do know people do struggle. And part of our job as therapists is to create that individual plan. So we have to find something that works for that person. And yes, thank goodness, they've come out with a number of fantastic products that are made from Velcro. So you know like the sort you'd put around your waist for maybe a back support? It would look similar, but it would actually wrap around your leg. And these, again, are professionally made garments with Velcro, and they do the job quite nicely when you cannot get compression on, particularly helpful for people in the wound clinics. 
Um, I believe if you have a wound, you automatically qualify for one of those Velcro wraps. And this would, again, be prescribed. Yes. It wouldn't be something you would find over the counter. And you'd really want to work with your doctor to figure out which one works best for you. Right. And your doctor might not know that. And so you would ask to be referred to a garment specialist. And how would you find such a person? We have one wonderful company on the island, um, our compression garment um, specialist, Dolly Foley. And she is one of our therapists. And she... Um, was nominated to go in and help specialize with all the garments because it's a very complex subject trying to find the right garment. There are many, many companies out there willing to sell you almost anything for any price. So it's really good to know someone that can help you find the right one. So if you've used compression garments and you found one that works for you, that's not the end of the story. If you have to you have to get new ones every few months, you have to make sure that they stay they stay intact. You can't really let them get too loose. You know, these are not machine washable. They're generally hand wash items. And so you have to be really careful with how you care for these things, right? Right. So um, nowadays they've actually made them. You can wash them. Um, you pretty much hand dry them, though. Um, and okay. they, come, they come with specific instructions on that. And we recommend that you buy two garments every six months because after six months they will lose that elasticity that is holding the swelling down. So again, the stocking's purpose is to maintain that swelling. It's not going to particularly make it go down anymore, but it's going to help maintain whatever um, swelling we got down during the intensive phase. All right, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. You're listening to The Body Show. When we come back, we're going to talk some more about different compression devices and how might that also be necessary to help somebody to treat their lymphedema long-term. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and today we're talking about lymphedema. I have Louise Tanswell here in the studio, and she is the lymph lady of Hawaii. She has dedicated her life to helping people with lymphedema. And right before the break, we were talking a little bit about the types of personalized garments that some people may need, particularly if they're looking for something and they have trouble getting it on themselves. I know that's a big issue that some folks have had. Now, you mentioned when you have a wound or when you have other secondary issues that might be complicating things, venous disease, for example, of the lower legs, or you have a venous ulcer, that really getting on top of the lymphedema is essential to help that venous problem heal as well. For some folks, compression garments aren't enough, and they need to do something even beyond that, and they do intermittent compression. But even that's sometimes a little complicated. What is that type of compression, and how have we improved it over the last several years? Well, again, most people remember if they were in the hospital, they may have had a pump on their legs to help with the venous return. So it's a similar machine, but it's much more intricate and complicated. Um, they've, they've advanced so much with these machines, and most people are in great favor of them now. They, they are wonderful in the way that you can use them every day, usually just laying down, watching TV for half an hour. 
And what they do is they mimic um, what we would do as a therapist. So they're able to drain out the swelling from that swollen part by um, systematically clearing each area of the body so the fluid doesn't just get jammed at the top of your leg or arm. It actually clears all the way through the circulation and out of the body. So they've come a long way with our compression pumps. And that is one thing that a lot of venous patients in their legs will end up qualifying for. Now, there are some classic types of lymphedema that are out there. And, you know, we've talked a little bit about cancer patients, particularly breast cancer patients who may develop lymphedema due to radiation or lymph node removal in the arm. We've talked about venous disease folks who might have some problems with the pumps of their veins, the valves, and that causes some some swelling of the lower legs. What other types of lymphedema are out there? Sometimes it may be something someone could modify by doing activity or by keeping a healthy body weight. Is that a different type of lymphedema and do we treat it differently? No, um, basically anybody that becomes immobile is going to be at risk of having a lymphedema. So you remember our lymphatics, they don't have a heart like the circulation. They rely on us to move that lymph along and they rely on us to breathe with our diaphragm and also to um, pump our muscles. So when we walk and move, we are moving our lymph. So anyone that slows down, um, for example, my father, very active all his life. He had a DVT, you know, a blood clot in his leg. And, but it wasn't until he got older when he slowed down that he developed lymphedema. So um, keep moving, keep doing your deep breathing. Um, patients that have strokes, people that are paralyzed, you often see that, you know, swelling develop. And even though you're told to elevate it on a pillow, it doesn't go down. So... Yes, anyone with mobility, anyone with obesity is also at a high risk now. In fact, in Germany and some parts of Europe, they find that the lymphedema clinics are mostly filled with obesity-related lymphedema caused by, again, pressure on the venous system and then pressure on um, groins in particular where the fluid can't really drain out of your leg because the abdomen is so large, putting pressure on the top of the legs. And what would be the treatment in those situations? If someone is able to move, would walking and keeping active help them? Absolutely, yes. So um, part of the therapy for someone who is diagnosed with lymphedema is to participate in their movements, remedial um, exercises every day. But just generally walking, um, doing light exercise um, will help keep the lymphatics clear. Um, they don't recommend, like, if you had a swelling in your hand, they wouldn't recommend, you know, playing tennis for too long, gripping um, something with that hand that may be at risk. Um, so, again, it's on a very individual basis. Um, if you have sim suffered from lymphedema, working with your therapist to build up an exercise plan is actually quite crucial so you don't overdo things. Now, you're known as the lymph lady because you have dedicated your life to working with lymphedema, and you are one person. So how how do people get more information, and are there resources locally in our community to help them so that if they think they might have this or they know they have it and they need some additional assistance, where can they go? Where can they get more information about it? That's a good question. That's why I set up my nonprofit, 
Lymphocare Hawaii, because I was getting so many calls from people distressed, not knowing who to turn to. And when I, in fact, tried to look for clinics, they're very, very difficult to find. And then there is so much misinformation out there. So not only do I treat my own patients privately, but I also dedicate most of my time to helping people get to the right place. And I take calls all day, every day, um, basically helping to navigate people through the maze, the medical world. Um, and I, I'm happy to help anyone. So we, we have a website, lymphocarehawaii.org. There's a lot of information on there, um, a lot of support groups that you can contact. Um, you can speak to a specialist, a doctor or a nurse through the Lymphatic Educational Research Network. Um, there's many good societies out there. And what I try to do is put everything on there that is researched, you know, evidence-based, keep everything very clinical so that um, we have everything in one place. Where do you think lymphedema treatment is going to go in the future? You mentioned that there may be some treatments out there in the mainland that might eventually be developed such that they could really help with patients who suffer from this. What do we need to be able to do to move this into one of those conditions that we have more treatment options available? Well, you know, the Lymphatic Educational Research Network, who I also support, they are at the forefront of raising money for research. And they're very proud to say they have really, really found that money this year. Kathy Bates, the actress, is a, a big spokesperson for LEARN. And if they don't put money into the research, then doctors aren't going to go into that subject. Um, they're really coming a long way with some of the micro super surgeries. Again, most of them aren't covered on insurances. Um, they're still in the um, the first stages, but they are having a lot of success with that. Now, you mentioned there is a website that people can get more information. Lymphcarehawaii.org? Lymphcarehawaii.org is my nonprofit, which I set up. And on there, you'll find a lot of other uh, connections to resources. And you're teaching a class as well, an exercise class. Yes. So that's really taken off. Um, I became one of Hawaii's, well, I think I'm the only person here that knows how to do Tripudio Movement Systems, TMS. And that's a fun, very gentle movement class, stretching, breathing, helping people to self-drain their own lymphatics. And we do it to upbeat music. Um, it's a lot of fun. And I'm actually doing it care of St. Francis Healthcare Wellness Center. Every Thursday, um, you can contact them to sign up for free. So this is an exercise class where you're actually teaching people how to move, move their own lymph to get it to drain in the body. Right. So it's it's not a workout. It's a very slow um, class for anyone that's pretty much come out of surgery. They want to take things gently. They're not ready to go to the gym. We wear very loose clothes, a little bit like um, Tai Chi. You know, there's no hopping or skipping. I actually hold on to a chair because I have poor balance too. But um, we do things slowly and purposely um, and really focus on that stretch. Well, I really think you've helped to explain to people, to me, and to, ever, to all of our listeners, exactly why this becomes something serious enough that we have to take it from just a description of, hey, this is swelling, to how you can target the treatment 
and make sure that you're providing the precision options that someone needs. Now, you've mentioned that people who have questions talk to your provider, and if providers have questions, they can reach out to you and get some more information. You've said a couple of times we need to get more coverage for this, more insurance coverage, more legislative coverage. It certainly sounds like we have a lot of work left to do, but I do want to thank you for your expertise sharing with us today how you've dedicated your life to helping treat lymphedema and created your own nonprofit to help everybody to hopefully do better with dealing with lymphedema and recognizing it and understanding the treatment options. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us today. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to be here, Kathy. If you'd like to hear the show again, you can click on hawaiipublicradio.org, follow the links to The Body Show. Our engineer is David Chong. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and today we heard from Louise Tanswell from the Lymph Lady Hawaii. We'll be right back here next Monday, right here on The Body Show. Woo!